<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party, a podcast for women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. This season, we're bringing in leading female powerhouses to take a deep dive into the topics that matter most to you. Technology, money, marketing, entrepreneurship, you name it, we're covering it all. Tune in every Wednesday for career, real talk, and BS-free advice from the best in the biz. Ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Work Party. Okay, so you worked hard to climb the career ladder and landed your dream job. But now that you're there, your expectation doesn't match reality. Or perhaps you got there and just changed your mind because now you have a different perspective or your priorities have shifted. Either way, you know it's time to make a change, to shift your focus and lead with curiosity. But where do you even begin? In this episode of Work Party, we talked to someone who felt the fear of change and took the leap anyway. And guess what? She came out on top. After a decade at Clinique and NARS, Camilla Pirotti took a life-changing step and quit her job to start her own beauty brand, Sol de Janeiro. The line celebrates everybody and all bodies. It's cruelty-free and uses natural, sustainable Brazilian ingredients that are free of harmful chemicals and synthetic colors. And her leap paid off. Today, her award-winning hero product, Brazilian Boom Boom Cream, is sold every 28 seconds. It's safe to say Camilla has experience when it comes to taking chances and believing in yourself. So tune in to learn how you can master the art of the pivot to build a game-changing business and disrupt an outdated industry in the process. So let's get right into it. So welcome to the show. Um, We're so excited to have you. I just want to kick off and talk about your incredible success in your career. The brand that you've built obviously draws on a ton of inspiration from your country and the culture around it. Can you take us back to your childhood and share how Rio de Janeiro, Brazil has influenced your success today? Oh, wow. Everything from my life in Rio has influenced the success to this brand. It's what keeps the brand authentic. So I grew up in a culture that, um, first of all, beauty is effortless and it is also a daily ritual. So it's not meant for you to work very hard and spend hours getting ready. You do a little bit every day and you're always ready. Um, That being said, there is so much inspiration outside the world of beauty as well. We're also very inspired by the beach culture, music, dancing. 
and even family life. You know, I, I grew up in a big, big family. We're all very affectionate. And so that closeness and affection trickles down into the world of beauty as well, because you're, you're close to the people around you. So that, you know, the touching and hugging and, and all that is very important. So I guess what I'm saying is that every part of my memories of Rio is, is something that I draw inspiration from in Brazil and it goes beyond beauty. It is almost everything that I think of that I can tie it back to keeping this brand authentic. And you started your career at major brands like Clinique and NARS before launching your own brand. What are some of the beauty industry fundamentals and business tips you learned in those roles that helped you build your brand that you have today? That's a great question because I could not be where I am today or I would not have succeeded if I hadn't had both experiences. Both were so important and also very different from one another. So at Clinique, I learned best practices from everything from processes to manufacturing to putting together a marketing deck and building a strategy around a product launch. And everything ran like a well-oiled machine, Um, even from collaborating from different teams and problem solving. All of that is... um, you know, they're a leader in that. And it was almost, um, I see it now as something to strive for. And NARS, on the other hand, was very (laughs) free-flowing, very different, very free-flowing. And I had to learn how to just roll up my sleeves and create my own processes to get a launch out the door. It was very, very different. um, And I had to wear many, many hats. So fast forward to now, both experiences were very important to me because now at Sol de Janeiro, we went through a growing, a growing process where we had to do both. In the beginning, we had to basically roll up our sleeves, figure things out, and wear many, many hats. And now we're at a stage where we need to put together these processes so that we run smoother and everyone can work collaboratively. Absolutely. And talking about, you know, entrepreneurship is really all about calculated risks. And, you know, you were working this day job, Clinique, NARS, etc. And you quit. You took the step, you quit, and you launched Sol de Janeiro. Can you take us back to that moment when, like, you decided to quit? Had you already started the brand? Did you save any money? Did you have investors? Like, tell us about the process of leaving your full-time job to then go on and launch your business. Oh, yes. This was a very calculated risk for all three of us, Hila, Mark, and myself. And this, for me, this was, as you call it, the side hustle for about a year before I actually quit my job. Um, That was important. Having that year was very important, mostly because it allowed me to save money. But in the very beginning, while I was still working, Hila and I would meet at a cafe every Saturday morning downtown in the West Village while her son was at Korean school. And we would work on this. We'd sit with our laptops and just work and put together our business plan and what we wanted our brand messaging to be and what we wanted the brands to represent. We would also work in the evenings. You know, Mark had just moved from Brazil to California. So with the time difference, we did a lot of late night phone calls. and. It was a process. It was that year-long working on the side and finessing 
our messaging. It was, um, yeah. Did everyone have full-time jobs and then everyone quit and kind of came together or was it sort of a mix in a timeline that sort of went up and down? No, I was the only one with a full-time job. Hila was consulting and Mark was in the middle of his move from Brazil back to California and he came, you know, for personal reasons. So we all had very different backgrounds, but nonetheless, it was still a risk for all of us. You know, we were all in very different stages of our lives and obviously doing something where you're not going to make money for a long time is scary for anyone. So yeah, we took a long time to get to a point where we felt ready to take the plunge. Absolutely. And so did you take on investors right away? No, we didn't. We had a little bit of money. The three of us had a small amount of capital that we saved and we used that to kickstart the brands. And then did you um, have financial runway for yourself just in case, you know, that you had been saving from your corporate job? Yes, uh, because I knew I wanted to do this for an entire year before I actually quit. I literally counted every penny. So living in New York, you go out to dinner a lot. I cut going out to dinner. I cut all travel. My family lives abroad, so I didn't travel to visit them. And and all I did was pay my mortgage pay for food and pay for the subway, the Metro card. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And for a whole year. So I was able to save quite a lot of money. Thank goodness. Um, And I also didn't feel like I was wasting my time. You know, of course I was eager to get this started, but I was also patient because I knew that having that time to both save the money and also put together our business plan and finesse our branding was very important. So I could have definitely done that on the side and it was great. Hey, Work Party listeners. I want to take a quick break from today's episode to let you in on one of my best kept nutrition secrets, Sakara. Now that I'm working from home full time and desperate to avoid grocery stores, I've turned to Sakara to help keep me healthy and energized with fresh and super tasty meals delivered straight to my door. Sakara's signature nutrition program brings the power of plant nutrition right to my home in the form of fresh, plant-rich, ready-to-eat meals. Made with organic ingredients and powerful superfoods, each meal is expertly designed to boost immunity, improve energy, support gut health and digestion, and get glowing skin. Hello! From salads and granolas to savory flatbreads and fruit parfaits, Their rotating menu of creative chef-crafted meals makes clean eating simple and delicious. My personal fave is the warming miso noodle soup and the sultry pink pitaya tacos. I mean, yum. And they come ready to eat. I'm in the middle of moving, so it's mess-free, low-lift meals are exactly what I need right now. In addition to their delicious meals, Sakaro also offers daily essentials like supplements and herbal teas to complete your wellness routine and support overall health and vitality. To boost immunity, try their best-selling daily probiotic blend or detox water drops with pure chlorophyll. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their order when they go to sakara.com slash party or enter code party at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash party. That's 20% off your order. Sakara.com slash party. Enjoy. 
So when it comes to your products, the Brazilian beauty secrets that you grew up with, you knew and loved really lead the formulation of every product. Can you tell us about, you know, the meaningful cultural significance behind the brand's product innovation and how you have that come to life through the different products? Sure. So when I talk about Brazilian beauty secrets, that is the start of every product we launch. And the approach is that uh, we ask ourselves, what body part do women want to take care of, that they love to take care of, that they want to pamper? And we never ask ourselves, what are people's concerns? We never say that we're going to fix something. Our approach really is about that caring and pampering side and taking time for yourself. And then the other approach that we take from our Brazilian beauty rituals, for example, showers. We love taking long showers. And so we launch a lot of products that you use in the shower, like our foreplay shower cream gel. And our, you know, you can do a foot scrub. It's one of our favorite body parts. And also the Boom Boom Cream. We launched the Boom Boom Cream because the Boom Boom, which means butt, is our favorite body part. So we want to pamper and take care of the Boom Boom. And another important ritual is the importance of smelling good. In Brazil, we have a word used to describe someone who smells good. It's that the person is cheirosa or cheiroso. And it's such a unique word. I, I don't think it, the actual translation doesn't even really exist very well in English, but it does mean to smell good. But that's why fragrance is such an important part of our brand. So we take all those elements and, and that's what brings our products to life. I love it. And it's really taking on, you know, like you said, in your culture, like the boom, boom is king. And, you know, you want that to be a product that you create around and you're not afraid to follow in your own footsteps and build something outside what the norm is when it comes to a product. But that's also a big risk of people not, you know, really maybe catching on to that or wanting to be part of it. Obviously, the opposite happened with you guys where it was a runaway success. So I want to talk a little bit about building the business. You know, we've all heard the phrase cash is king or queen. Uh, But when it comes to launching your business, cash flow is so, so, so important. And when launching a product business, it's even more so. So looking back, what are some of the money mistakes you made in the early stages? Where are the most important areas for a business owner to focus their financial energy, in your opinion? Oh, yeah. And I completely agree with you. Cash is king and queen. In the beginning stages, cash flow is so important. So uh, one of the mistakes we made early on was probably not hiring an accountant or finance person sooner. And managing the cash flow and finances take so much time and energy and focus that it took it takes your focus out of really running the business and the brand. So if we had um, had brought that person in sooner, it would have set us up for success even faster. And also, the sooner you bring that person in, it's easier for that person to have a positive impact because then that way they don't have to spend time backtracking everything because that's also important. You want to set up your company for success and hire the right person to do um, with that skill set to do that. And yeah, and in the very beginning, um, from day one, Hila, our CEO, her motto was, is creativity before capital. So before we spent any, any money, we had to ask ourselves if it was worth it. And 
you know, we waited two years before getting an office. We made our own comps with Hila Sun's art supplies. <laughs> and um, you know, all their social media and creative was always done in-house. And there's even once, um, you know, Hila and I and Mark went to Cosmoprof in Vegas. And Hila and I shared a room in Vegas for $50 a night because that's all we had money to spend. So yeah, hire someone with that skill set, but also creativity before capital. Yes, I think that's I think that's great advice. And I think hiring an accountant, even if it's part-time or freelance or anything yeah. like that early on, is so so important and something that you know a lot of times small business owners don't invest in. So in addition to money, confidence is one of the biggest inhibitors for women going out on their own. How did you have the courage to make the leap? And what confidence advice can you give to women who maybe have a really great idea, are working on it on the side, but are nervous to make that leap into full-time entrepreneurship? I guess my approach, yes. Courage is very important, but at the time, I really, I don't think I thought about courage. I thought about making a change in my life and I could have gotten another job in a beauty company and I probably would have struggled the same way or had the same disappointments, but just in a different company. So, so what really motivated me was knowing that if I keep doing the same things, I'll have the same results. So I really had to do something completely different to have different results. And don't be afraid of failure. I mean, failure can happen anywhere, you know, even if you play it safe, failure can happen. So yeah, if you want to make a change in your life, you really have to make, you know, put in different, a different effort and try different things. Absolutely agree on that. And I want to touch a little bit on your Body Joy Revolution, which is your brand mission. The body positivity movement obviously has really gained momentum in the past couple of years, but your brand has always been on the forefront of this. Everybody, every day uh, being you know, one of your taglines. Can you talk to us about how you're changing the narrative and the meaning behind the brand's Body Joy messaging? Sure. Um, and I thank you for acknowledging that because from the very first day, our mission, our slogan was love it, flaunt it, you've got it. And we had that in every single package from the folding carton to the primary package. And it's evolved to body joy to make it shorter and even emphasize the joy portion of it. And that goes back to our approach in product innovation where we're not here to fix anyone's problems. Our approach is to create products, efficacious products that make you want to pamper your body and take care of your body. And that's where it, it starts from. It starts from a very, very positive place and happiness. So that's what it's about. It's about happiness and not trying to fix anything and not trying to have a standard of beauty to achieve. It's really that attitude um, and taking care of yourself. Definitely. Um, and so, you know, now you guys have over 360,000 followers on Instagram alone, um, a huge social media presence. So what role does authenticity play while growing the brand online and in your, you know, imagery and products you're creating? Authenticity is everything for us. We started this brand because of the message um, from your previous question, the body joy and love it, flaunt it, you've got it. And all of us, the three founders, had different experiences that brought us together. And 
I'll very quickly tell Hila's. Hila's is, you know, she was pregnant living in Brazil and she went to the beach and wore a bikini, which she didn't want to, but she was like, oh my gosh, everyone's just here to have fun. And then Mark also living in Brazil, he went to the beach and he's like, wow, everyone, no matter what shape, size, age you are, is just having fun at the beach. And my experience was the opposite. I am from Brazil and I came here and everyone's like, why is your bikini so small? How could you wear such a small bikini? So that's why that, that slogan and that message of body joy is so important. And being authentic for us is everything. Like we launched this brand to spread this message to everyone because we felt like it was so important. And to keep it authentic, also, um, we speak to our community directly. We listen to them, we respond, and we keep all of this in-house. We don't hire anyone else to manage our social media. Which I think is really important. It's hard to convey a message and a tone and what you want to be saying from an outside perspective, um, especially when what you're doing is so close to you know you personally. So let's talk about scaling and building a team. You've built this beauty empire, but it takes a committed team to grow to that size and stay authentic. So first and foremost, how big is the team now? And what advice can you share on hiring people that not only support the brand, but are committed to the brand mission and culture that you're creating? So we are about 50 people worldwide. Yeah, that is a, is a big challenge. The brand started with just the three of us. And at that time, the three of us could almost finish each other's sentence. Like we, the culture was already so ingrained in, in us that we, once we started growing, we had to really articulate it better so that the new people could understand it. Um, and I remember it, it was right when we hit a, about like 20 employees, we thought to ourselves, oh my gosh, like we really need to take a step back and make sure everyone has the same passion that we do. And everyone, when they come to work, they feel the way we do. So at that time, we, we took the time to put our brand mission and our what we stand for in relationship with each other, but also with our partners, our vendors and manufacturers and with our customers. So it is important to, to make sure that everyone is starting from the same place and has the same mission as well. And so scaling up, we always make sure that everyone understands it's a very collaborative team in everything that we do. Like I said, if it's a relationship with a supplier, uh, versus talking to a customer, we speak in that same voice. Mm. And our culture is very family-like. It's Yeah. And, and to talk a little bit about having two co-founders, you know, I think a lot of people want a co-founder on their journey of being an entrepreneur. It makes a lot of sense. You want that, you know, companionship. You want someone to know that they're in it with you, all those different things. But oftentimes you can get it can be challenging as you grow and scale. So what do you guys do as a group of co-founders to make sure that you're on the same page always? Well, first of all, we are three co-founders that have three very different backgrounds and we each contribute to the brand very differently. So Hila is the, the CEO and she has a very strong business background. Mark is a creative director and his background is in advertising and he worked all over the world. And my my experience is in product innovation and marketing. So 
the three of us complement each other and we each contribute to the brand in a very, very different way. So, and it also helps as it trickles down to the team because it's kind of like, it is kind of split into three different ways too. So we just um, continue to, to speak the brand and have our brand mission. Um, like I said, it is, it is very family-like and it is great to have partners that, um, like I said, we each contribute to each other. From social media, it appears that you guys are an overnight success. I mean, every 28 seconds, a Boom Boom Cream sells, which is incredible. Um, but the truth is, it's a lot of hard work and hustle, which I'm sure you can, you can talk to us a little bit about. But how long did it take to grow your business to its size today? And what advice can you share for impatient business owners who want to grow too quickly? Oh my gosh, this is a great question. Yes, the Boom Boom Cream turned five in April. And prior to that, um, a year prior was when I quit my job. And then, yeah, we worked for a whole year before that. So we've been working on this for seven years. And advice that I have, you have to be patient. I mean, there are moments where things are harder and take longer. And then there are moments where all of a sudden you're propelled forward and you're faced with challenges in either way. And I also think that it is easier and more sustainable to try to grow slower because you learn along the way. And that's very important. Like I said earlier, it's so important to set up your business for success from day one. And that goes um, with every department, even from scaling up a team. You have to have finance and accounting. You have to have a good ops team. You have to have a very strong creative team and marketing team. So in order to, to keep the business healthy and strong and have a good foundation, you just can't grow too quickly. Mm. You have to be patient. And I love that you guys have been around for, you know, seven years. I think that's such a testament to the growth and the um, excitement around your product, but also just the longevity of being able to sustain. It's incredible. Um, but when you started, you know, there was little to no competition online in the beauty space. Everyone was just starting to figure it out. Now mm -hmm. it's incredibly saturated. Do you think it's harder or easier to start a business today? And what advice can you share for standing out in a crowded marketplace? Yeah, with the competition, I... Honestly, I think it's both harder and easier um, having more competition now or even no competition. So when we first launched, it was very, very challenging because we are a body care brand in a prestige marketplace. So most people don't spend a lot of money in body. So that was in one way good because for example, our biggest retailer is Sephora. We were the only ones there. However, the customer at Sephora isn't necessarily going to Sephora to buy body care. They're going to buy color cosmetics or facial skincare. So that was very challenging to get the attention that we wanted from, um, from the customers. And now that it is becoming a saturated marketplace, you do get more support from the brand and then you, but you also get more people coming in looking for skin for body care. So it's, it's both. Um, yes. Sol Janeiro did pave the way for body care in a prestige landscape. And I'm very happy to see that there are others, um, that there are others in the market because now we can have a true conversation about body and taking care of your body and each brand will come in with their own point of view. And that's fine. 
you know, we feel confident that we have our point of view and another brand can launch a body care line that they have their point of view. I love that. And you guys also do more than body. I mean, um, I got a, a little package from you guys, which I, I loved. And we, I lit the candle that you guys set. And my husband like came running in the room. And he's like, oh my God, this feels like a vacation on the beach. And, you know, because we're in quarantine over here. So he's like, God, yeah. this smell is making me miss like being on the beach. And um, it's just so, it's so beautiful, but it also evokes exactly I think what you guys are trying to do and like down to the packaging is beautiful and sunny and the smell reminds you of the beach. Like, I just think it's very thought through. Can you take us through that process of figuring out all those different elements? Oh yeah. So, well, talking about, first of all, let me take a step back that um, it is every single element that's important to transporting the customer, right? It is the scent, obviously, that it takes people to a very happy place, whether it's summer, beach, summer vacation, but also um, it's the packaging. It's very visual. It's yellow. It's happy. It's display worthy. And we have very fun names like the boom boom cream, the foot fetish, and we have very highly efficacious products. So all of that put together creates this sensorial brand that you want it because it touches all the senses. It is very important. And, you know, just a quick note on our scent, you know, when we were developing the Boom Boom Cream, everyone everyone was like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. You're putting in so much scent. And when people smelled it, they were like, wow what is this? And no one could pinpoint, like no one really talked about the notes. It was more like, this smells like the beach. This smells like vacation. This smells like summer. It was, it always reminded them of something or a moment in time or a place that made them very happy. And that when you hear that and someone tells you that is the biggest compliment because that's exactly what we wanted to achieve. And you never know if you're going to achieve it until people try it. <laughs> so. Right. And I also just think for anyone out there who's building a brand that is product driven in that way, like thinking through all those elements is so important to make sure that you are creating that customer experience. So obviously you've reached a pinnacle of success, um, more so than many people will ever achieve. Looking back, what traits do you think are needed to be successful today and why? Wow. There are many, I think there are so many things. Uh, first of all, you need to work very smart and it's not about working harder or many hours, but you have to put in your focus on what's the most important. And then once you get to a point where you can hire the right people with the right skill set, do that as soon as you can, because in the beginning you're wearing many, many hats and you're just figuring it out and that's fine too, but you do get to a point where you need to get that help. And also continuing with that passion, right? You never, you're saying that we've reached the pinnacle of success, but internally we don't think of it that way. It's not about now I'm successful, so I'm going to stop. It's about, okay, how can I make this better? How can I learn from this uh, challenge or failure? It's just continuing to grow and build and spreading the message too. So um, thank you for saying that we've reached that, but internally we're always striving for more. As you should, as every entrepreneur should, there is no such thing as the end. It is all just a journey. Um, yeah. 
looking back, you know, to tell your, you know, day one self of entrepreneurship, what advice would you give yourself looking back? Wow. So many things. Um, I, I would tell myself, I think what I just told as advice is to be patient. It is hard when you're in the thick of it and you're trying to figure things out to ask yourself, oh my gosh, how much more can I handle? How many more challenges can I handle? So I would reiterate my own advice is to be patient Mm -hmm. and it'll come. Like you have to work smart and you have to continue at it. And no matter how many challenges you have, you just have to go through it. There's no way around it. Okay. So we're going to wrap with some sentence finishers. Are you ready? Yes. The most agonizing career decision I've ever made. Oh, obviously quitting my job, my stable job and starting Sol de Janeiro. The favorite perk of the job. I am never bored. Each day is different. A change I'd like to see in the industry. Um, definitely having more women in senior roles. And I know that our industry, the beauty industry is very female driven, but I'd love to see more of that. And the business book or podcast I always recommend. I'm not sure if it's a business, it's a lifestyle book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Ooh, what's that about? So it's, um, you can use it for any part of your life, um, but it's about making small changes. And if you make small changes and you're disciplined to it every day, it'll take you to where you want to go. So one good like one good practice or positive practice builds on another and builds on another and um, it spreads out into your life and it'll take you into a very positive place. I'm going to have to check that one out for sure. Well, thank you so much for your time and your incredible knowledge. It's amazing. The product line is incredible and congrats on all your success. Thank you so much. Have you bought your copy of Work Party the Book? Part career manifesto, part practical business advice, Work Party the Book is everything I wish I knew during my early years as an entrepreneur. The ups, the downs, the things I learned and the women that helped me to make it happen. Just like in our podcast, Work Party the Book does not shy away from the nitty gritty details you need to know. If you hope to start your own business or become the HBIC at your current gig, we're here to help you out. Available in hardcover and audiobook on Amazon, also on iBooks at Target and your local bookstore. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Work Party, the podcast. If you felt inspired and learned something new, let us know in a review on iTunes and check us out on social at Work Party. For every episode, we have downloadable resources available on workparty.com so you can put these tips and tools into action for your own business. Thanks again for listening. And as always, work hard, party on.